Daisy. And I'm Terry. And this is the Monday Monday Mindset Podcast, Podcast. where we share something of interest to us and hopefully to you. So let's get started with episode number 11. This week, it's Terry's turn to share something that she's found interesting. So what have you got for us this week, Terry? Well, Daisy, I think it's kind of interesting. I'm noticing as I'm choosing things to share with you and our listeners, I keep finding things that kind of overlap. So it's kind of funny, but exciting. And some of what I want to talk about overlaps a little bit with what you shared with us last week. Um, But I, I want to share two podcast episodes I listened to. And the guest was Marie Forleo. And she has written a book that I'll talk about. If you kind of go through her history, she's done a lot of different things in her career, but she has become a real thought leader and motivational speaker. And she runs a program called The Business School. She has an online TV broadcast that's called Marie TV. And she also has a very successful podcast. So she is influencing thousands of people every week. And I think she has good things to share. So one episode was on um, a podcast called How To Academy. And the episode was called Marie Forleo Reveals How to Create Unstoppable Success. And the other was an episode of one of my favorites, Impact Theory. And in this episode, she talks about why even your failures are just opportunities to learn. Nice. So Marie's book is called Everything is Figure Outable. I love that. I have actually listened to her on Rungan Chatterjee and uh, yeah, makes a lot of sense. I like it. Great. And you can already see then how this overlaps with so much we've already talked about and things I'm sure we'll talk about in the future. But last week, Daisy, you talked about beliefs being such an important underlying structure of how we think, what we do, actions we take, and ways we interpret things. So her book, Everything is Figure Outable, really this is her goal, to get that to be everyone's belief, to make that our mindset. Because the reality then is, she kind of has three rules about that. She says, every problem or dream is figure outable. If not, it's just a law of nature. And then the important thing with this is you can choose whether you want to put the effort in to figure something out or not. So I think this belief really can change how we approach things. And she talks a lot about the idea that beliefs are choices. They're not facts. They're choices. And that choices can be changed. So we have the power to set our beliefs. If we have problematic beliefs, we can change them to those that are more supportive of us reaching our goals. So I want to talk about a few things just from some of the different chapters um, that she talked about from the book. And one is obviously the magic of belief. You and I both already talked enough about that probably, but just want to reiterate that, the power of our belief system. She talks about examples of things being figure-outable. And I think it's really important that we might have to really look at what it means to figure something out. Because let's say, for example, we're talking about a cancer diagnosis. Figuring it out doesn't necessarily mean how will we cure it. Mm. But the problem being figure outable may mean how are we going to work with our life now that we have this diagnosis? How will we get the treatment we need, the support, the enjoyment in our life, all of these things? So I, I think it's important that 
we not think about something being figure outable means we're just going to make it sunshine and roses and butterflies, but that everything is figure outable. Another chapter that I think is really important is working on eliminating our excuses. And she talks about the idea of oftentimes when we don't do something or are struggling to do something, we will use the term, I can't. I don't have time for that. I can't find enough time in my week to accomplish that. And she talks about the importance of really asking ourselves, it's a word choice here, but is it I can't or I won't? And the idea that if something is important to us, it is possible. And using the term can't makes us feel powerless or unable to do something. Takes away our um, sense of empowerment. But if we use the word won't, that implies it's a choice. We have agency in this decision. And if we choose not to do something, if we say, I won't do that, it's okay. Because now we can focus on what we really want to do rather than doing something that we don't want to do. So I think just looking at that can really help us stop with the excuses. And in the book, which you probably have more exposure to than I do, but in the book, she goes through examples, even of the excuse around not having enough time. And she has people chart their day for a little while and see how much time are you spending checking your social media in the morning and how much time are you using for this? Mm -hmm. And she encourages people to work on some strategies where they can gain back just two hours and how much difference that can make. Another one of the chapters is about defining your dream. She talks about you know, the idea that without direction, and if we go back to an earlier episode we did, without knowing what you're going toward, traction, it's much more likely that we're going to be distracted, pulling us away from our goals. So defining your dream, knowing what you're working toward is really important. And one of the things she highlights about this is by telling your brain what you're working toward, your brain will work more toward that now that it knows what to focus on. There's a system in our brain called the reticular activation system. And this system pays attention to the things we tell it to pay attention to, things that are important. For example, you can sit in a crowded pub and you can ignore the din of the conversations around you, all of the noise. You don't even pick up on it. But when someone says your name, you hear it right away. Mm. So our brain has an ability to hear and pick up on things that we value as important. So we want to highlight and define our dreams so that our brain knows what it's working for. There's something too, isn't there, about, and I can't remember for the life of me which podcast it was, but he was talking about how his I think it was his sister he was wondering why she'd started sending him pictures of cute pugs he was like why is she sending me pictures of cute pugs and he found out that it was her birthday was coming up and she wanted a mm -hmm. pug for her her birthday and he was saying you know he didn't know anything about pugs he's you know he never sees them didn't know anything about them but as soon as she'd started sending him pictures he started seeing them everywhere mm-hmm and he said, well, is it a case that they suddenly appeared, they weren't there before, or is it just the fact that he was noticing them because, like you were saying, he'd exposed his brain to it, so he started noticing Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Very important way that our mind works. Mm. 
Another one of her chapters in the book or themes she talks about is uh, something that I got a great big smile on my face when I heard this one, because this is a theme that we use a lot in the company that I work with, and that is progress, not perfection. (laughs) And really, when we focus on perfection, it ends up holding us back. That making progress, having movement is more of a process for us than focusing on the perfect outcome. And one of the things she says is, Perfectionism isn't a set behavior. It's a destructive way of thinking of yourself. Mm. And so it really holds us back from moving forward. It's a way we interpret things. And she uses this quote often um, in both of the episodes that I listened to her talk about things. But she said, failure is just an event. It's not a characteristic. And so if we're thinking about perfectionism, failure really doesn't work there. It ruins perfectionism. It, you know, it means we, we can't be perfect. But if you think about it, failure isn't just an event. It's not a, a characteristic. And then she uses the phrase, I win or I learn, but I never lose. So again, progress being of value rather than perfectionism. Well, I always think now, I always remember what you said about getting those little dopamine hits Mm -hmm. with the little steps along the way, along. So each progressive step gives you a reward. And that that's more important than the perfect outcome Mm. as far as motivating us and helping us move forward. Another chapter um, is called Start Before You're Ready. And I thought this was really an interesting one. I'm sure we've all seen memes and posters about our comfort zone versus our learning zone or where things happen. Very little happens in our comfort zone. And so if we wait until we're ready, where we feel ready to tackle something, we often won't. And oftentimes when we are struggling with this, we do a lot of procrastination because we want to wait until we feel ready. And she said that this usually holds us back from just taking the bull by the horns and and achieving what we want to achieve. Another one is um, referred to as refuse to be refused. And that not being shut down when we meet an obstacle, when it seems like our goal is going to be harder to reach, many of us want to just stop. And it's really important to refuse to let that stop you. She talks a lot in this part about kind of um, what drives us to achieve And lots of really good points in here, but I think this one's really helpful as a takeaway. When you tie your goal to something beyond yourself, purpose fuels persistence and our motives matter. So when our goals are very focused just on us, it kind of ends short. But when we can tie our goals to the benefit that we bring to others and what good reaching this goal is going to do beyond us, so maybe our kids, our family, our community, the world, that that can really be much more motivating. And I think this ties in well with another chapter really focusing on the world needs your special gift. So the talents, the things that you're going to bring to anything are necessary. So bringing that in to help motivate you. And also a big theme for her is turning fear from an enemy to a friend. That actually fear is a really important thing that helps drive us forward. 
it gives us energy. And that ties back into some of the other episodes that we've talked about, that that place of discomfort actually makes us have to move Mm -hmm. forward. One of her quotes that she shares throughout these episodes also is that clarity comes from action and engaging, not through thought. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we get caught up in the thought and we just sit and think and think and think. And if we go back to other episodes, yeah, we think about a lot of limiting beliefs. But action and engagement are what actually give us clarity and move us forward. So learning to use fear as kind of an excitement, a thing that our body or our mind is telling us, ooh, this is big, and you increase that energy, but that you feel empowered to do it. And she talks about even famous people who you know, perform, um, I think she gives an example of maybe Bruce Springsteen or someone, you know, a famous artist, but when they go on stage that they still get nervous, Mm. but that's okay because that actually fuels them to perform. It gives them that energy. And she also talks about learning to distinguish fear from intuition. And I think that's a common question people really have is how do I know if I'm uncomfortable at this because I have some fear or because I'm getting intuition that it's not the right thing. And I think this is a hard aspect for us to gauge sometimes. And so what she encourages you to do is to think about, when you think about doing this action, what do you feel in your body? And she uses two words. Do you feel expansion or do you feel compression? So if it's compression, like you're, you know, you get this heavy, tight feeling in your gut and your shoulders shrink down and everything, that is intuition. That is your body telling you this isn't right. Whereas fear, you're going to feel expansion. It's going to be kind of some lightness and moving outward. Again, fearful about what's coming, but enthusiasm or willingness to, to move toward it. So being able to differentiate those two things, I think, is an important skill for us. Another quote that both she and Tom Bilyeu talked about in the Impact Theory episode is about fear, is that action is the antidote to fear. Hmm. So taking action, moving forward, and again, as you and I just talked about, There's a physiological thing about this as well. Taking action gets us out of that place of fear rather than staying stuck in it. So I think for me, the biggest takeaway from listening to both of these episodes and some other pieces of her work is really just the underlying title of the book, the idea that everything is figureoutable. And if you can approach any challenge ahead of us as... I can figure this out. We come from a more empowered, able stance rather than a defeated, disempowered stance. So I think just that in and of itself was a big takeaway for me. And then working on some of the specifics like getting rid of excuses and defining my dream and things like that. Yeah, I think there were a couple of things you said there, or a few things actually that really tied together, that as you were saying them, I was thinking, "Mm, yeah, I do that. (laughs) (laughs) And the last one that you said about action being the antidote to fear, taking action 
about something rather than just thinking about it, which again tied back into the start before you're ready. Mm -hmm. And it just made me think so much. Like I say, when you, when you were talking about it, I was thinking, oh yeah, I do that. I'm definitely one of those people that it's like you can't launch it before everything's perfect. <laughs> but of course, then either it doesn't happen or it takes forever to happen. Yeah, I can remember getting ready to launch Keto Woman. And it was just, everything's got to be perfect. Everything's got to be perfect. Everything's got to be perfect. And then there was this, right, this is the date it's coming out and you've just got to start. And I think it was because in my head, I knew that, you know, once I started, there was going to be no more time to get it perfect and all the rest of it. But I think, yeah, that that's definitely a tendency. And the number of projects that I've had in my head and I've thought through every step of the process all been mapped out in my head but I haven't taken the action <laughs> so yeah a lot of those things as, as you were talking I was thinking yeah <laughs> those are things I need to change yeah and think about just by starting to take some action you naturally get propelled forward mm. versus if we wait until we get it all pieced together there's no real reason to even move forward then but taking that step is so vital to moving forward and getting the process rolling. And quite often, once you've started, you have to keep moving. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. As soon as, as soon as the first episode is out there, and putting a podcast out every week, as soon as that first episode, there's no stopping it. Then you've got to keep going. <laughs> That's right. And the reality again that most of us struggle with is it's not going to be perfect. It's mm. really not even the expectation. Yeah. And Sometimes things we do are not going to be successful. You know, she didn't say there is no such thing as failure. She said it's an event. It's just not a personality characteristic or a personal characteristic. We're going to flop sometimes. And she even highlights she still has difficult reactions to that. She might cry. She might wail. She might complain to someone. And then she figures out how she's going to keep moving forward. And that's the reframing again, isn't it? Something that you failed at, but it was just an event. You're not a failure. Right, right. Just that distancing, that reframing, just looking at it in a slightly different light stops you from closing down. Mm -hmm. Or not that I'm a failure, just closes you down, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. So you were saying about what's the difference between that feeling of expansion or compression. Mm -hmm. And the more you, you close down and you compress, it really does stop you moving forward. Mm -hmm. And why would I risk anything if my belief, if my underlying belief is I am a failure mm. versus the reality I may fail. This attempt may fail. And that's okay. I'm going to, like she says, I'm going to win. I'm going to learn. Yes. And I think for me, and I can see why she chose it as the name of the book, everything is figure outable. That's just the biggest takeaway as well. And it's definitely something I've put into practice, especially living here. You know, something needs doing in the house. I don't know how to do it. I haven't done it before. It's figure outable. And I do, I figure it out. I use my logic, I'll look on YouTube, whatever it is. 
I'll figure out how to fix it or how to build that thing I need to build. You know, how I needed to build the wardrobe in the corner of my bedroom here. I figured it out. <laughs> you know, I, I, didn't, I don't have carpentry skills per se, but it is, it's figure outable. Everything is figure outable. It's, it's a very good mantra to have, I think. <laughs> and I think even in this, I think that's a great example. What if you had decided in doing your research that it was beyond your carpentry skills? Mm. The task, the problem is still figure outable. There are people you can hire to come and build that. That might not be your first choice. You might not want to spend that money. Mm. But if you want that wardrobe, it is figure outable. Absolutely. And I like the example you used right at the beginning. And I can remember her talking about, I think it was, it was, it was it someone that she'd worked with. And it was the example of, I think her mother had cancer and, and she, she wrote her a long letter about, you know, thanking her for that mantra mm -hmm. because it was all about, it wasn't about making the cancer go away. Mm -hmm. That was never on the table. It was about finding the right treatment and finding ways to make her as comfortable as possible in the time that she had left. And she got a lot of comfort from that, right. a lot of comfort from the fact that everything that she could do that could make their lives better was figure outable. And again, I think if you take this belief and really start working with it, everything is figure outable. You just don't have to look at things or experience things as defeat. Mm. Definitely will be challenges but what will I do with this challenge? What's my next step? Because if we go with the belief that we can't figure things out, we become really inactive and, and again, sit in a more defeated, unempowered place. So I just love this. I look forward to reading it and learning more. Definitely. Well, great, everybody. I hope you have a great week and that you can find ways to start approaching your life knowing that everything is figure outable. Absolutely. Have a wonderful week, everyone. <laughs>